Hello and welcome to the Colorful Plates podcast for the week of October 8th, 2018. This is Brian Denton pinch hitting for the vacationing and someone would say slacking Stephen Medina. Today we have some important produce market updates and an interview with an award winning chef who's innovating with fresh produce by partnering effectively with local growers and his distributor. Let's start today with a quick look at what is happening in the world of fresh produce with a rundown of what is happening in the fields. That's what influences the quality and availability of what gets on your plates. Uh, We're getting into the volatile weather time of the year. On the heels of North Carolina officials estimating a $1.1 billion agricultural loss from Hurricane Florence, Tropical Storm Rosa sent flooding into the southwest as growers are preparing fields in the Yuma area for the row crop transition in late fall. We have yet to know what that's going to do, but... That is a a concern. Tropical storm Sergio is expected to follow a similar path in the next week, which could cause more issues for Yuma, as well as send thunderstorms to the Oxnard-Huron area, uh, complicating the berry and citrus harvests. While out east, tropical storm Michael is expected to gather hurricane strength as it nears the Florida panhandle with landfall predicted on Wednesday. Key growing areas of squash, zucchini, uh, Florida berries, and citrus are all on alert. In terms of specific commodities. Berries are having a lot of trouble between rain and Oxnard for the strawberry harvest. Uh, Cooler temperatures in South America are preventing the harvest of blueberries and domestic production tapering tapering off sooner than expected for blackberries. The good news is that supply should get better in the weeks ahead as harvests will start in Mexico and South America for blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries. Lettuce is moving, uh, so Huron will start the third week of October with Yuma predicted to have availability in the first to second week of November, so we'll keep an eye as row crops start to move south for the winter. The citrus market is continuing to leave a sour taste in everyone's mouths. I know, I told myself this was not the time for clever rhetoric and puns, but this situation uh, with citrus has lost its appeal. Okay, that one was pathetic. Uh, Lemon and lime quality and availability are pretty good. This time it's oranges, with the Valencia crop underwhelming and the navel crop being initially reported as available in mid-October. There's just just a lot uh, to say about this, but suffice to say uh, the orange crop is, is really suffering. According to reports, the Valencia crop, though, coming on around the 15th, 14th, 15th of October, it will be plentiful. So let's cross our fingers, knock on wood, and hope that the navel crop is as advertised. In the past two weeks, I've been able to see the Idaho potato and onion harvest in action. Supplies look great for both. We also visited Yakima, Washington to take a look at the apple harvest, which is in full swing. It's amazing to see the amount of ingenuity involved in getting these crops harvested, packed, and transported all across North America. To see our video reports on those, make sure to follow the ProAct USA Facebook page for our in the field commodity reports called the source live it's also on facebook but you if you just google the source live you can also find those videos as well so that wraps up our produce market updates for our making the cut feature this week we get to hear from chef ted matasius who is revolutionizing how business cafeterias serve food to their employees ted is an executive chef with bon appetit in utah where he works a large-scale kitchen serving thousands of employees at the headquarters of event smart home in provo we talked on the floor of the United Fresh Convention where he started by sharing his chef roots. I've been cooking for about 31 years. I always had a passion for uh, baking, and so my childhood drawings were of being a fireman or a 
baker, Teddy's, awesome. Teddy's Donuts. Um, I just think I like to eat them then. And uh, then I was kind of a kind of a wayward kid, and I kind of got a job early and fell into some um, really talented people and got a couple good jobs and made some good money and just realized that's, that's what I really wanted to do. So in my conversations with you, um, you're very passionate about using produce uh, in your dishes. Talk to me about your process for menu development and how are you finding new things, how are you keeping your ear to the ground in terms of what customers want? Well, um, at, my, at my operation, we have a menu that changes daily. Um, static menus are not even a, a option there besides the fact that we will always have a salad bar, but it'll always change with the vegetables. We will always have a grill so you can get a cheeseburger, but 87 items a week that are all, in my mind, revolving around vegetables. So seasonality is huge. Um, I'm trying to not do fruit trays with pineapple and cantaloupe because we're in Utah, but what do we have? We don't have anything right now. So maybe I can get something that's from California that's cool. And that's what I try to do. So in developing the menus, basically I look at my produce fresh sheets. Um, I talk to my local purveyor farmers that I've developed relationships with. And for instance, before I left town to come to Chicago, I got rainbow shard, salad turnips, uh, number two radishes, and big leaf spinach all brought in on Friday. So I wrote my menu based on that. That's um, great. And if I now that I have lots of responsibilities in dietary needs in the FDA laws that we are uh, um, having to do now, I'm menuing my my cafe out three weeks at a time, and it has to be recipes in this database so now I'm even behind the curveball more because I sometimes don't even remember what my main entree is going to be in three weeks from now because I'm doing so much food but now I have to plan even better which is cool with local produce because they're pretty in tune with what's going on their ears to the ground and they know we're not going to have beets until another week and a half yeah so then I can say okay I'm going to have all these cool things I know the peppers are coming I know corn comes on the 24th of June so you just got to plan like that. And then from your, your major produce distributor, they can get cool things for you, of course. Um, but the staple items that you always have in your kitchen, zucchini, squash, broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, those things are never going to change because people love them. Sure. But the cool varieties of those change all the time. Hey, what's the feedback loop um, at, at the company you work at? Do, are you hearing from customers? Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of the pioneer with our company as far as getting the feedback. Um, I think they think I give free stuff away, but we get about 40 to 50 emails a month based on, uh, on how happy they are with what we're doing with the food there. Um, it's huge for me, obviously, but it's bigger for my crew. And it's better for my bosses um, yeah. to see that we're, we're doing what we say we're going to do, which is act local, be responsible, try to be sustainable, try to purchase as, as local as we can, and to treat the product with respect. Yeah. Um, so the, the eye-opening thing is, uh, is when you get produce from the guy down the road and you see how long it lasts in your fridge, and then you get something similar from a company that might have drove it from California and it's bad in two days, you know that, that that kale's been in that box for about two or three weeks. So that's what I think, that's the communication, that's the disconnection, that's the, that's the negative side of it. But the positive side is, is that once you are more informed and you see this great stuff, then you can talk to your vendor even and say, 
hey man, this basil's lasting me for four right. days. Right. You're, yours is getting black in two days. I'm not saying you're you're doing something wrong to me on purpose, but you need to know the freshness uh, equation here, you know. And, and usually they do, and they're usually and that, receptive to it. And that's a communication thing that yeah. that allows you to better serve your customers. Yeah. So so give me a a sense of what produce items are you playing with right now? What's your secret weapon? You know. I got this relationship with this uh, hydroponic farm, Snuck Farms, um, out of Pleasant Grove, Utah, and they're just amazing. They're my first connection. They've become some friends of mine, and uh, they're willing to do anything. So uh, they just planted me some pea vines. Uh, they're planting me some wheatgrass. Uh, they they are open to do whatever I want to do if they can do it. So you're working hand in hand with them to to innovate. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's the dream. It is the dream, and and so. For me to have them bring me a little pack of pea vines and I take them home and uh, cook a piece of fish with my wife and lightly saute those, a little lemon juice and salt and pepper and olive oil, and it just blows everybody away. Well, me and my wife, uh, the two-year-old doesn't eat much. And then take it back to the kitchen and do it as a main dish. And people are like, what are these? I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the pea tendrils. They usually go in the ground or in the garbage but you could actually eat them and they have a lot of nutrients. It's awesome. Ted, appreciate your time appreciate uh, and, you. and, and good luck in the future and excited to, to see what's next for you. Thank you, sir. Thanks again to Ted. You can read a longer profile of him on our website, colorfulplates.co. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review or rating, recommend us to chefs you know, and drop us a line, podcast at colorfulplates.co. Let us know uh, the chefs that you want to hear from, produce items you want to see highlighted and complain about Stephen being away from hosting this podcast. From all of us here, thanks for listening. Stay fresh.